my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me the hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 390 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. I uh, am Kevin Huntsberger, your host for this week. It's an Ask My One Two Three Cents. Um, you know, I, I think I've mentioned over the past several months, or a couple of months at least, that I have recently started a new job and uh, things have really. I work at a local community college in the marketing department, and things have been pretty crazy the last few weeks with graduation coming up and we have some uh, really exciting things happening on our campus um, that I'm you know obviously working to get the word out about as the marketing director so um, you know work life has been been pretty intense here lately and then personal life uh, my son oldest son graduated from college uh, over the weekend and so we spent uh, pretty much all day Saturday uh, with him and with our family members celebrating his big accomplishment. So uh, typically speaking, I record the podcast either on Saturday or Sunday. But then, of course, Sunday, as I'm recording this now, um, just a couple of hours before it drops, is Mother's Day. And I wasn't 100% sure what the Mother's Day plans were. Uh, the weather here in southern Illinois was amazing today, so we took advantage of that and did some work out in our yard. And so, long story short, uh, I knew that uh, the way this week was stacking up, I was not going to be able to commit to having a guest on to coordinate times and schedules and all of that to get somebody in here. And so... Um, that being said, I decided to call an audible and throw out a, an episode of, uh, ask a mine with two, three cents. And I got a couple of questions in and there's some things going on around the world of professional wrestling right now that, uh, I feel like are newsworthy, noteworthy that instead of doing a minute long, uh, give me a minute video over on the, my one, two, three cents YouTube channel, which I would highly encourage you to check out, subscribe to, and, uh, be sure to weigh in and, and leave some input there as well. Um, but also, I, I hope that you will take time to leave a review of the My One Two Three Cents podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, your input is well-valued. And so I want to hear and know what you think and what your thoughts are of what 
I'm doing here week in and week out uh, with the podcast and with the My123Cents brand. All that being said, of course, uh, another big brand that I hope that you are checking out and, and becoming a part of is Stride Pro Wrestling. And uh, there are uh, several new videos up on the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page from our recent uh, fundraiser show at Johnston City High School. Uh, that happened uh, a week ago this past Friday, and then a week before that, we were in Gallatin County, Illinois, raising money for the softball teams. Two big shows, two big fundraiser events, all kind of leading up and counting down now to uh, our May 21st show, which is happening uh, at the Sioux Drive Center in Marion, Illinois. And, you know, it's been announced and, and we've talked about it even here on the podcast. It is going to be me uh, stepping in the ring one more time, taking on my, uh, you know, buddy, my friend, former friend, uh, business partner in Stride Pro Wrestling, um, Tyler Heath Hatton. And so, uh, I'm looking forward to it, but I am also very nervous about what is happening. Uh, you know, the, the fate of the company kind of hanging in the balance. If he wins, uh, presumably he is going to fire me, release me from my uh, general manager duties. If I win, I get control uh, and can continue to run things the way I see fit. Um, so it's going to be uh, an interesting night, to say the very least. More matches are going to be announced very soon, too, over on the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page. But look for that event, again, coming up on Saturday, May 21st. A lot going on in the month of May, but I hope that you will take the time to come out and support that local indie wrestling. And I've talked about that before, about the importance. You know, WWE, as as I am recording this right now, uh, WrestleMania backlash is happening uh, as we speak. And so, obviously, I, I'm not going to have results or any reactions to what is going on with that show. But, you know, WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling, New Japan, you know, all of these companies are vying for your attention and vying for your, your dollars, more importantly. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's always been interesting. And, and I've talked about this uh, ad nauseum as well, and I apologize for adding this to the uh, rant, if you will, but it just kind of popped into my head as I was sitting here and, and recording this. And, you know, uh, and I have been guilty of this as well. You know, we always, uh, as fans, kind of get drawn into the the shiny, bright, colorful, big objects. You know, bigger is better. WWE, AEW, you know, the bright lights, the TV the superstars and, and whatnot. And, and we tend to forget those smaller, and, and I do it with, you know, not just wrestling, but with podcasts. You know, I, I am, uh, you know, a Conrad Thompson loyalist. I love listening to his podcast and whatnot. And sometimes, you know, we fail to recognize and talk about those smaller independent podcasters. And I fall victim of this as well. Not only here with the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network, you know, you've got Greg Mahachko and Mike Luther, who do Nerd United, and then Chad Smart, who is frequently on this podcast, but he and Greg also do a show called Greg and Chad's Power Half Hour right here on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Our friends Dalton Anthony and uh, Asa Gray, the nerdiest part of the ring, that's their podcast, kind of a spinoff of sorts from what they were doing on Pro Wrestling Unscripted, which has now been uh, resurrected of sorts. Uh, 
Shannon Young and uh, you know his team over there. They're doing great things. And you know, I the uh, our vantage point retro wrestling podcast is one of my favorites too. And it's you know a, a, one of those independent podcasts. Um, it's it's so important to support uh, you know not just your indie wrestling companies, but again those indie podcasters, whether it's wrestling or baseball cards or whatever it is that you collect or you're into, whatever that niche is, you know, be sure to support uh, others who maybe don't have the glitz and glamour and, and the fame and fortune. Um, it is easy, obviously, to fall into that and support those folks. So get out there and support and, and keep those small businesses up and running, if you will. Um, so speaking of, you know, I, I did say ask my one, two, three cents this week, and, and I got, again, a couple of questions from some loyal listeners and supporters of the show, which I am eternally grateful for. Uh, and I'm going to get to those in a minute. I did want to talk about one thing that I noticed over the weekend that is kind of trending in the news, and it's still trending on Twitter as I record this at uh, 8 p.m. on Sunday night, the night before the show drops. And that is Roman Reigns. And I guess uh, some comments he made uh, after a show in Trenton, New Jersey. It was a house show or a live event. Um, it, you know, uh, I guess he alluded to the fact that uh, how his career is going and he, and he may not be back um, or may not be back as often uh, to that area to see those fans. And I think there was a lot of speculation, a lot of buzz. You know, is, is Roman going to walk away? Is he retiring? Is he going to go to Hollywood and focus on an acting career, which has been talked about a lot too. You know, Randy Orton recently made mention of, of you know, how Randy Orton's legacy was shaping up and how he was going to be around even after Roman Reigns is gone. Um, you know, and, and, and Randy is, you know, a handful of years, probably five, four, five, six years maybe older than uh, Roman Reigns is. Uh, Roman Reigns has had a little bit of that acting uh, bug Obviously, his cousin is the biggest star in Hollywood, so it, it makes sense for Roman Reigns to follow the path of, you know, uh, The Rock and of John Cena and of Dave Batista. And I, I'd say that those still are three, arguably three of the most successful wrestler-turned-actor stories out there. There have been, obviously, a handful of others. Um, but really, those three kind of, I think, have kind of laid the groundwork for others to follow. And Chad and I have talked about this before on Movie Mania podcast. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, the the wear and tear that these men and women put on their bodies, especially, and I'm not discounting any other organization when I say this. I'm not being a WWE uh, flag bearer or carrying the water for Vince McMahon, uh, wink, wink. You know, I'm, I, I'm saying this because they are the one company that has been and continues to be the most consistent and on the road and around the world. You know, world wrestling entertainment, they are, you know, all over the world. And so the not only the wear and tear that the body goes through in the ring but then getting in a car getting in a plane getting in a bus getting in a train whatever the mode of transportation is and traveling from city to city and i know since covid it has not been as intense as it once was and especially back you know in the 80s and and probably the early 90s when 
the house show loop, you know, they were on the road close to, if not more than 300 days a year. And you hear the stories from Ric Flair and, you know, uh, Hulk Hogan and, and Tony Schiavone has told the stories on his podcast, Arn Anderson, you know, talking about that grind. And I get it. it, it it's intense. And, and why I never understood why fans turned on wrestlers who, in their minds, have sold out to go to Hollywood. I don't look at it as selling out. I look at it as finding another opportunity, uh, you know, saving, in some cases, perhaps saving the life of the superstar or of the wrestler who is going to Hollywood. And, you know, why wouldn't you want, or why wouldn't you take that opportunity if you could to be on the road less, take less bumps and make great money you know, being an actor, being in movies, being on a TV show, doing voiceover work, whatever whatever the acting gig is, why would we fault or blame anyone for taking that avenue, going down that avenue and, 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 and doing that? I certainly don't. And I understand where you would be disappointed maybe that your favorite superstar isn't going to be on TV or in the ring week in and week out. You're not going to see them as often in that environment. You know, John Cena is a perfect example of that. I think that he had words, uh, very critical words of The Rock before, you know, John Cena kind of got that taste of Hollywood life. Um, but I think it's a natural progression for one. And then it also then lends the opportunity, you know, The Rock is going to be, or The Rock is 50 now. Chad and I celebrated The Rock's birthday last week with the Movie Mania podcast on the TV show Young Rock. So The Rock is 50, and there's talk that he is going to perhaps wrestle Roman Reigns at the next WrestleMania out in Los Angeles. And so, you know, I think that if these guys get out of the ring when they're still relatively young, when they come back and, and do, a, you know, a, a one-off or another match or... I don't, again, I don't have a problem with the part-timers, the guest spots, and I know some people do, um, but I think as part of the business, that's just the way things have evolved. That is where the business has gone. And I honestly think that if and when AEW finds itself in that position where the talent on their roster is also getting the calls from Hollywood and, and having those opportunities, I think that's where one of the big talking points or one of the big arguments from AEW fans to WWE fans is, is that you know AEW is about the wrestling and not about the entertainment. I would be really surprised to find if there are folks on that AEW roster who would not take the opportunity to go and do uh, Hollywood, do a TV show, do a, a sitcom, do a reality show, do a uh, movie you know, uh, several films or whatever the case may be um, once their in-ring life is over. And, and especially, you know, AEW's schedule is less rigorous in terms of they're not doing house shows and they're not traveling as much. They do travel. Um, but I think that really, and, and you know, kind of transitioning into AEW thoughts because people have been asking me what I think about AEW and some of the, the things that they're doing. You know, until uh, I think that, you know, they are a great company. They are a great um, alternative to an extent, an alternative for WWE. Um, one of my biggest criticisms of them is the fact that they, 
the constant wanting to compare themselves to WWE. I think that if they just got in there and did their thing a little bit more and did it without having to bring up someone else on WWE or bring up WWE itself, they'd be in a much better position and it, it wouldn't look as desperate to the WWE fans who are out there. And, you know, I, I read the comments on from both sides and I think that sometimes it's like politics. You know, you see the, the Democrats or the far left extremists and then you've got the far right extremists on, you know, the conservative Republican side. And I think it's the same thing with wrestling fans. I think that there are those way off deep in the weeds for WWE and then those group that is way off deep in the weeds for AEW. And I think it does, you know, the loudest group is probably realistically the smallest. And I believe that to be true with politics as well as with wrestling. But for whatever reason, their opinions get people stirred up, get people fired up, and it makes for better social media posts, it makes for better content, and it makes, you know, for better arguments. You know, as a wrestling fan, why would you care if there's another company out there that's doing well, that is succeeding? Again, you know, I, I've, I've talked about Tony Khan before and the fact that I feel like he gets on social media too much. And obviously, yes, you want to hype up your product. You want to do what you can um, to get the word out. But I think, you know, this these constantly tweeting and saying, you know, huge announcement, big announcement, greatest thing, it's going to change the sport. And it's very Dixie Carter-esque. And I always found that annoying about her when she was running the show with Impact Wrestling with TNA. So I think if Tony Khan lays off the social media stuff, obviously you want to promote and get your brand out there, but he is developing a reputation of being uh, a mark for himself and for his company. You know, it, Vince McMahon, I, and I, I don't know that Vince McMahon is the one who's actually putting his tweets out there. Uh, but if you look at what he is, is putting out there as far as a social media presence, it's just, I, I think part of it is immaturity on Tony Khan's part. And, you know, he wants to so badly be that number one wrestling company. And even though I feel like he would deny that, I feel like in his mind and in his heart, he wants to be, which who wouldn't want to be? But man, I feel like he needs to just chill and, and you know, be happy being number two, being a strong, solid number two, being an alternative. But I feel like, again, if if all companies just focused on their products and did, you know, the best thing that they could do uh, moving forward and, and being, you know, and, and here's where I'll transition and go into Hunter Woodworth's question. Um, you know, Hunter asked me what my thoughts are on AEW, New Japan, Pro Wrestling, The Forbidden Door, the upcoming pay-per-view. Uh, by AEW, and it is happening in June, um, on the 26th to be spe more specific, uh, at the United Center in Chicago. And, uh, you know, I feel like that's great. I think that if you are, uh, again, if you are looking for that alternative to what WWE is putting out there, you may not be so heavy into the entertainment side of things. Um, you know, you may not like... Uh, RK Bro, or you may not like the Usos or Roman Reigns or uh, you know Drew McIntyre or 
the stories that they're telling with Edge and and you know Finn Bal- you know people complaining Finn Balor's losing too much and and you know I think a lot of these things are headed in certain directions. Sometimes it turns out to be a flop and it 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 sucks. But there are a lot of times where we as fans get impatient and and can't wait to see a storyline finish itself out or see where it's headed before we crap all over it. But again, that entertainment stuff may not be for you. And you know, for me, I like wrestling, but I also like the entertainment side. And so I honestly could not tell you anyone from New Japan Pro Wrestling right now. I, I, it's not my thing. I don't watch it. I watched it uh, very, very sporadically when I had cable. Um, and I think it was on Axis TV at the time. I don't even know if it still is. But, you know, I, I, I watched some of it. Um, but I don't think that makes me a bad fan because I'm not really into uh, that thing. You know, uh, again, I think that we all have our likes and dislikes. Some people like certain genres of film, you know, some people like certain, and that's, it's the same way with pro wrestling. I think that you can like certain aspects of pro wrestling, love other aspects, and then not like, or even, you know, not want to watch or be a part of other aspects of it. I wouldn't say I'm there with, with New Japan where I, I dislike it. I just don't take the time or the effort or the energy to seek it out on a regular basis. And that's not to say that New Japan or AEW, for that matter, for wanting to work with them is a bad thing. I think that, again, there is that that group that is attracted to that and wants that. And, and you know, you're going to definitely, you know, selling 11,000 tickets in the first day um, was a great step. And, and it shows that there is a market for that. And I think that, you know, until or before, you know, Tony Khan came around and and the others that were involved with the growth and development of AEW, fans weren't going to get those kinds of experiences. Um, so that's a great thing. That's a great thing for those fans. They're going to be able to enjoy and watch and love it. I personally won't be ordering that pay-per-view, and I will, though, be watching on social media and, and getting updates and, and seeing what is happening because, again, I'm a fan of of all wrestling, not just WWE. Um, so I, I do want to see everyone succeed and do well because again, I think it's been said on many podcasts, you know, when when one company does great and is doing well, it helps the business overall. So when you know if, if AEW is is doing, you know, their ratings may be stagnant or may not be climbing and jumping, you know, I think fans are more interested in a quote-unquote wrestling war than either Vince McMahon or Tony Khan, for that matter. But I think that if we just sit down and enjoy and watch and, and like what we want to like, it'd be so much better, you know, and, and not try to convince. It's like, again, like I said with politics, you know, we're constantly trying to convince someone else that, our point of view is better than their point of view. And, and you know, I think that it needs to stop on all aspects. I, you know, you don't see it so much in other forms of entertainment. But, man, for some reason with wrestling and, and, and uh, you know, wrestling fans just sometimes become so vicious, so hard-headed, so thick-skulled, it, it becomes mind-boggling. Staying on the same page as uh, AEW here, uh, Tyler Adams, another good friend of the show, 
asks, do you think AEW Rampage being at different times due to playoffs of any kind will hurt it in the long run, or do you think it will get its normal views regardless of the time slot? Um, you know, I, I don't know enough about the uh, AEW fan bases in terms of TV. I just am going to go on my own experiences and then, you know, listening to some of these other podcasts, Eric Bischoff specifically, who talks more about the business of pro wrestling. And, and I find that very fascinating as well. So I'll kind of put some, some of his, what I've learned from listening to him into this answer, but uh, melding it again with my own opinion. I think that especially a company as young as AEW, and that sometimes I think gets forgotten too. AEW's only been around for about three years as far as like that on-air presence. And a big chunk of that was during COVID. So you didn't have the opportunity to have the crowds and, and whatnot. And I do think, again, that wrestling in general became a little less interesting when there were no crowds there because the audience, and it wasn't until COVID, I think, that a lot of us realized how important that crowd is to watching, you know, from home. Without that crowd there, it becomes a little stagnant, a little boring. So I, I do think that that has played a factor in things as well. Um, I think that as long as AEW continues to have the backing and the support of Tony Khan and his family, um, and and they continue to, to to be creative and kind of, you know, and I know they get a lot of flack and and I, you know, Chad and I will text back and forth and Tyler and I, you know, about some of the comings and goings in AEW and and whatnot and and you know, a lot of it is is tongue in cheek from from my perspective of of you know making fun of it with with the WWE talent that is there. But obviously, as this talent is being released from WWE, I'm glad that there's some place else viable for them to go where they still get some exposure, they're still on TV, um, and they haven't totally fallen off of the face of the earth and into obscurity and, and having to do indie shows or... And I say having to do indie shows like that's a bad thing, but like I'm just glad that there's another viable option out there. Um, in that regard, it is reminiscent of the Monday Night War where, you know, you would see guys and, and gals jumping back and forth uh, between WCW and WWE and, you know, on Nitro, on Raw, who's going to show up. I don't think it'll ever become that intense or that fun again, um, partly because of social media. I think social media has ruined a lot of, of the surprises um, and whatnot with with new arrivals but i don't think that you know b back to tyler's question about being preempted my original point was was being that you know aew is still establishing itself as a brand in my opinion you know wwe has 50 plus years you know i was watching wwf programming 40 years ago when when i was a kid um and it was on before then so you know WWF has a huge, or WWE has a huge leg up um, on the competition in, in all regards. Even, you know, Impact and, and TNA, 20 plus years. Um, I still feel like that brand, and I think what hurt it is kind of getting to what Tyler's asking about, you know, this time slot situation. You know, they never could secure that, that 
channel, that network, that you know, get embraced where they could could set some some roots and and grow and 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 thrive. And I think that AEW is has so far been the best at doing that. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen with the uh, uh, you know all the behind the scenes talk of, of what's going on with the, the networks and the mergers. And, and I don't even know all the players involved in all of it, but uh, you know, with time Warner and whatnot, but I, I gotta believe that, you know, if the network stays committed and, and supportive, you know, these, these preemptions because of, of, uh, basketball playoffs or hockey or you know uh you know back in the day it was baseball atlanta braves baseball would preempt things or whatever there are bumps in the road you know the westminster dog show and the things that were happening on the usa network they're bumps in the road they suck they're annoying um but i think that if as long as you continue to build that fan base and build that brand the you know we become more forgiving, but as far as, and those are the diehard fans. Now, as far as like picking up those casual fans where I think there's a lot, that's where WWE has benefited through the years is, you know, it's not, WWE fans maybe don't even know AEW exists or they don't know uh, a lot of the players that aren't from WWE. You know, they may not know who Dan Housen or Orange Cassidy or Hook are, but they're going to continue, you know, AEW needs to continue to stay the course and continue to put out great programming and continue to let the fans know where they're going to be. And I think that this is where social media has done a good thing where, you know, if I, if I, if I go to turn on, you know, AEW rampage, and I know it's supposed to be on at nine o'clock on or 10 o'clock on Friday night. And I go to TNT uh, at, at 10 o'clock on a Friday and it's not there. Well, I'm going to go to their Instagram or their Facebook or their Twitter and, and figure out what's up. Why aren't they there? And either they're going to tell me on one of those social channels where they are, or I'm going to see the highlights from the show because it, it aired previously or it's going to air tomorrow. So, hey, here's a heads up. It, this is happening tomorrow. AEW has done a good job in that regard of, of the social media side of things, in my opinion, is as far as keeping fans engaged and letting them know what's going on with their product and and, and what to expect next. So uh, that's probably a long-winded answer to a question. But, uh, you know, long-term, I don't think it's going to hurt them. But right now, yeah, it is hurting them. And I think, though, that they need to continue to stay the course and become established and become that brand, um, you know, and, and listening to Jeff Jarrett talk about this with, with TNA and with Impact in the early days and trying to find a network that wasn't going to boot them for playoffs or for games or, or whatever the case may be. So fortunately with playoffs, they only happen a, you know for a few weeks or whatever the case may be. I'm not that sports-minded, so I don't know for sure. Um, but, you know, it, it, it is it does suck because you, you hope and think as a wrestling fan, you know, like I always thought with the Westminster Dog Show, why in the world don't they move that to another night? You know, Raw has WWE on the USA Network had at that point been an established brand for decades. Why are they getting the shaft and having to move? Why shouldn't the Dog Show change? But again, I don't know all the logistics behind all that stuff. So, 
I'm going to stop rambling at that point and uh, thank you all once again for listening, being a part of the My One Two Three Student Show. Uh, I encourage you again to rate, review, let me know what you think of the show, uh, leave a review, screenshot it, send it my way. You're going to get a prize. So um, you got that to look forward to. And then also uh, check out Stride Pro Wrestling, uh, prowrestlingtees.com slash my123cents. There's no sales going on right now, but there are some great shirts. And uh, again, collar and elbow brand, use the my123cents at uh, checkout, as well as thigh huggers, my123cents at checkout, and uh, save some money for yourself. So they're great ways to support the my123cents brand, which goes back right to Stride Pro Wrestling and, and supporting the men and women who are a part of that as well. Friends, thank you so much for listening. Have a great week, and we will talk again soon. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.